All right. No bits, no goofs, no gimmicks. Straight up, homegrown episode of Eating Soup Alone. Except I have a bit. Ah, okay. All right. Nick. Yes. You need to give me Thanksgiving meal food item tier list. Go. Food item tier list? Yeah. I'm going to just name them off. Ready? Turkey. Uh, S. S tier? Really? You're that big of a fan of the turkey? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, listen, before we start this, yeah, I'm a person who, much like an alien, <laughs> disguised to be a human being, don't really care about food. Okay. Like, um, yeah. if I can have all my meals in drink form, mm-hmm. in like a tasteless, soylent kind of, mm-hmm. that's what I would do. Okay. But I'll, I'll give this my best shot. Yeah, all right. Up next, what goes in the turkey? Stuffing. Where's that go? F. Okay. Can't stand stuffing. Cranberry sauce. F. Can't stand cranberry sauce. Yams. Sweet yams. F. Can't stand yams. <laughs> the mashed potatoes and gravy. A. A? Okay. No. S. They're right up there with turkey for okay. me. Okay. Corn? A. A? Okay. A. Okay. All right. What else is there? What else is there? What else is normally in the... I don't know. Those are the things I eat. I eat I eat corn. I eat some salad, too. I don't know if that really counts, but salad's just like an every meal kind of thing. What else is in there? I guess we could throw the desserty items in there, like a classic, like a pumpkin pie. D. D. D? Yeah. Pecan pie? D. Apple pie? D. I don't like pie, Chris. Whoa, crazy. No. Okay. Oh, shit. What else? What else? What are the turkey? What do they do with the turkey? Like a, like a crescent roll? Does that count like a crescent roll? Sure. That's a, that's, a, that's a B for me. Okay. Okay. Well, there we go. Good bit. What about you? Turkey. The uh, turkey is a solid B. Crazy. Uh, stuffing. Stuffing is probably. Oh, this is insane. A. Yeah, it tastes like the inside of a couch to me. Um, uh, yams is that what you said? Yams. Oh, yams is S. Cool. S tier yeah, for me. <laughs> um, the other ones. <laughs> Cranberry. Cranberry sauce. That's a F. Can't do it. Yeah. Couldn't um, do me. I think we missed corn. Corn's, corn. Can get a C for corn. That's Potatoes. Good. Potatoes and gravy. That's another uh, S tier for yeah, me. Absolutely. Yeah. Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie is probably like a C. Pecan pie. That's probably a good A. Apple pie. Probably B. Crescent roll. You said. I'm gonna put it in the A. All right. Now we're done with bits. No more bits. Just straightforward episode. <laughs> Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Crumlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. This is our Thanksgiving episode. What, like five days after Thanksgiving? Something like that. But hey, fuck you. Don't don't worry about it. I know, really. (laughs) Not you, whoever's listening. Uh, we watched uh, Wizard of Oz, Willy Wonka, and the Chocolate Factory. We did. Because obviously, they're the most Thanksgiving Day movies that there are. I, I don't know. I, I I just feel like the reason why I feel that way, I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. I just feel that way because it feels like they're both like kind of fall but don't fit into Halloween. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Like yeah, Willy, Wonka, Willy Wonka takes place on October 1st, I think. That's okay. the day that they get let in. And then Wizard of Oz just always gets played on, like, TCM and shit like that during autumn. 
You know, yeah, there's, any, nothing, anything, there's nothing really audible about it. But that's a great point. Any movie that's not a Christmas movie that's on Turner Classic Movies feels like Thanksgiving time movie to watch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what it probably is? Huh. It's probably as kids we spent a lot of time at our grandparents' house around that this time, time of year, and they're on, watching yeah. these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because both these movies remind me of my grandmother. Yeah, she absolutely. Put, the, put these yeah. on all the time for uh-huh. me and my sister. Um, well, the first movie we watched was uh, The Wizard of Oz, and uh, it was really weird because like uh, midway through the episode, I don't know how, as if divine through a crystal ball, a uh, little blue-faced monkey in like a kind of a jacket and like a little fez with wings knocked out of the window and. Gave me this one, this little oh, envelope sick. here. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I was going to say, I usually bring you the mail, but you got yeah. it all this week. So. I did, I did. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, it's huge. That monkey did a good joke on you. It is. And you know what's funny is that I'm always joking about how, like, I'm like, oh, this one feels big. This one did not feel big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Wizard of Oz, 1939. I'm not really a history person. It's just not my bag. No, you're but a monkey, so. That's true, yeah. Uh, but from my limited memory of 10th grade U.S. history class, I think in the 1930s, um, it was, like, super depressing. Uh, but right at the end of this, a uh, great bummer, MGM released The Wizard of Oz, arguably the most recognizable and well-known film ever made, still remembered and revered almost 100 years later. The Wizard of Oz could use more Gene Wilder, if I'm honest. 8 out of 10 with a little heart. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this is... You know, it's crazy. It's it's uh, the, the story goes, at least. Uh, it's, it's one of those movies that... Um, you know, just didn't really do much in its initial run. It oh, just, yeah? I didn't know that. Yeah, it just kind of stuck around. Like, they kept putting it on. Like, mm-hmm. just like, oh, go, you know. And uh, then it somehow just became, like, the movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah I mean? it is the movie. Yeah, yeah. it's never, like, uh, you know, it's never in ca- the conversation of, like, something like Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. But come on, this is the, this is the, it's the movie. the movie, yeah. <laughs> this is the um, movie. Um, it's, it's so... Um, like I'm the president, it's like the Lord. It's it's everywhere. Yeah, no, you see it's, it all the time. It's Even insane. David Lynch is a fan of it. I, yeah, I think everybody yeah. is. I think yeah. everybody knows the Wizard of Oz. It's like the Beatles. How could you not like you know be it, like okay, I like some of the songs, you know? Yeah. Um, Only Ben Shapiro and people who are no fun think the Beatles are. Not to imply that Ben Shapiro is fun. I'm just saying. Never mind. You know what I'm saying. You're saying Nazis don't like the Beatles or the yeah. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And if you right. don't like the Beatles or the Oz, well, you might be a Nazi. Yeah. I'm sorry. You have to go to the doctor and they have to do like a five panel test on you to see if maybe you have Nazi. Yeah. Chris, what's your history with uh, Wizard of Oz? I think we covered it. It's just, I, it was a movie I saw a billion times. My grandma always put it on. I can remember sitting in the little, you know, my, my grandparents had separate rooms. Yeah. Because they're old. Living room and a family room. Oh, I thought you meant bedrooms. <laughs> no, no, no. They shared a bedroom, but they spent the day apart. And yeah, my, my little grandma's my grandma's little room. I'd just sit in there and watch this thing. And I had nightmares about the uh, Wicked Witch of the West. It's understandable. Yeah, she's yeah. scary. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? I, I you know, saw it as a baby child. Yeah. Um, but I think that mm. was the last time I saw it. Oh. Yeah, let's pump the brakes for a second. These are both movies that, if I'm not mistaken, you hadn't seen since childhood. This is yeah, the first I was time get to, yeah, revisiting. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, especially this one. This one I just have, like, vague flashes of earliest memories of seeing this movie. And then, you know, just through osmosis and pop culture and stuff like that, I know this movie. It's really close to A New Hope, I feel like, almost. Yeah, well, you and I say this all the time. Yeah, they're both equally as important, I'd say. Um, 
but just a little Luke Skywalker journey from like leaving the normal and yeah, absolutely. the weird and then he picks up like a similar amount of friends. Yeah. <laughs> he picks up a Wookiee kind of like the scare the lion, I mean. No, you're right. These are the exact same movie. Yeah. Uh, we should have done And at the end a wizard melts. It's a good wizard. It's yeah. a little bit of a twist. Oh, we but... should have done that. Let's scrap it. Let's let's start this over. We'll do it tomorrow. Watch a new hope with Wizard of Oz. The last two times I've seen a new hope I've been on acid. <laughs> Continue. Um that stopped you driving your tracks. I know. I want to do that. Um, <laughs> I got no interest in doing acid ever in my life, but yeah. if I can watch it's a scary. Star War, it's I'd scary. like to. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I we watched this the other day, and I was a little trepidatious about it. This and Willy Wonka, but we'll get to Willy Wonka when we get to Willy Wonka. Um, I thought it was going to be like a Goonies situation. Mm. Or it's an older movie that I don't have super fond memories of seeing growing up and stuff like that, so... It, I was afraid it wouldn't really get me, and I would just kind of have to be sitting through The Wizard of Oz for 90 minutes. Chris, I loved this movie. I think this movie's <laughs> it's so incredible. Magical. This movie's it's so magic. Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah. it's. Um, I was a bit bored at the beginning, if I'm yeah. being honest. But as soon as they get to Oz, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is just full steam ahead. I will say, I did laugh pretty hard at uh, Don't Destroy My Dog. It was very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, just everything about this movie. My biggest takeaway from this movie is I don't know. I didn't do the research. I don't know if like it's a chicken or egg kind of thing, or if it is a very clear distinction of what influenced what. This whole movie is a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, like just situations, um, aesthetically, you, yeah, just everything, the, the way people talk, everything yeah. about it. If this was animated, it is a, a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I feel yeah. like the three the three uh, farm hands. Yeah. Kind of give me Looney Tunes vibes yeah. in the beginning. They were goofy and kind of slapsticky. And, yeah, know, absolutely. Get in there, I'll make a dime bank out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I The most Looney Tunes example of this entire movie, I think, is like when uh, the three of them, the lion, the man, metal, middle man, and the man. straw man, um, are watching the guards, and then yeah. the guards come up behind them, and then they tussle, and a big oh, yeah. s- dust cloud comes out, and like arms and legs are yeah. shooting out of it, and then they come up and they're wearing their clothes. Yeah, like I don't. That breaks my brain. Yeah. I don't know if the Looney Tunes had done that first, or yeah. the Looney Tunes are doing that. Yeah, because so much of those I'd be old so interested cartoons, in that tussle thing. Yeah, the the smoky yeah. tussle with the arms coming out, because like that's something that like to see that not in cartoon form is very odd. yeah. And, and, and the biggest thing is those old Looney Tunes cartoons are most of the time making fun of something, especially as a child, I've never heard of before. <laughs> or like they're doing impressions of celebrities who have been dead for 60 years before I was born. Yeah. And I just think it's funny regardless because I'm a kid. I'm like, oh, that's just a good joke, whether or not they're aping that joke from something else or not. Um, yeah, it's insane. I don't... I'm sure I could do... A, 30 seconds of research and find it out yeah. but I don't want to I love yeah. living in this little fluid world of yeah. which so is the chicken which is the egg things in the area where it's so yeah, easy I love it things. yeah I don't mean in the sense of it's like I'm just gonna believe there's this fight I, I do not mean that I just mean the little things like this like yeah what came first eh, I like living in this little in between world yeah um, it's like yeah. a you ever been to Frankenmuth no me neither I don't know what it is. And I feel like it's magical. And I'm fine with that. Like, I, I feel like it'd be shattered if I went there. Yeah, exactly. Because I have, like, people say, yeah, we went to Frankenmuth, and I picture, like, a thousand different things. Yeah, I almost picture, like, the world that uh, Tim uh, Allen lives in in Santa Claus. Yeah. 
And I'm afraid I'm going to get there or someone's going to tell me and it's going to be a hotel a with a with water a, park yeah, inside of it. Like yeah. one restaurant in the hotel, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, uh, so yeah, we meet uh, Judy Gardland. She sings a song. I've seen her uh, sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow uh, and cry mm-hmm. very hard on stage. It was very sad. Yeah, you told me. And it hurt me. I knew nothing about Judy Garland before watching this. Oh, okay, you so if you guys about... haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Uh, yeah, she just had a rough life. Uh, she had, what's that guy's name? I want to say it was the guy, I could be totally wrong. It's it's one of those guys, like the guy who played the Asian landlord in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like, what's his name? You know what I'm saying? Like, real big. Oh, Mickey Rooney? I think it might have been Mickey Rooney. I think her and uh, Mickey Rooney were, like, super close. They were, like, child actors. Um... Uh, they were just like this from the from the jump, just like two yeah. fingers crossed over each other, like you were hoping for something. Yeah. Um, didn't that come up in the that episode of Heavyweight? Yeah, because yeah. they 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 the the granddaughter that they get a hold of or whatever is like, yeah, we always asked, how come you didn't end up with Judy? And he's like, because I loved her like a sister. Yeah. I don't, I don't think yeah. about it that way. Um, but yeah, so anyways, she lives in the what I can only assume is the Dust Bowl, Kansas. She does say Kansas often. And I love that bit that every time she's in Kansas, she's, that people are always like, oh, I don't know Kansas. Where's Kansas? Yeah. yeah. Funny bit. Um, she lives with her aunt and uncle um, and a couple of farmhands. They're very funny. We've already mentioned the dime bag thing. That was a hoot and a holler. Um, she shows up distraught uh, because we find out later that the witch, who's not the witch yet, uh, wants to destroy her dog. Very funny way to f- uh, phrase it. Don't destroy my dog. <laughs> Apparently, she's already gotten the go-ahead from the sheriff to destroy this dog. Um, interesting. Uh, she claims the dog bit her. Uh, I do like that the aunt defends uh, uh, Judy and the dog by saying, well, yeah, she doesn't usually just bite people for no reason. She says something like that. And I'm like, yeah, get him, A&M. But anyways, <laughs> there's a million chicks. They're trying to count them. Very funny. <laughs> Uh, so loud too. I don't know why. So I know, loud. I don't know why that's funny to me because you would have to count them, but it is just funny that they're like, "Keep quiet, we're counting." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just counting chicks. It's very funny to me. She goes off and sings that song that makes me cry. Like I said, um, then she runs away from home after the witch shows up. There's a little bit of you know jokes here and there, ha ha ha, funny stuff. Um, and she bumps into uh, this marvelous uh, medicine snake oil salesman man. Yeah. Crystal Ball traveled all of Europe. There's a nice gag where she says something like, uh, you know, oh, I wonder what Europe's like. He's like, why have you been? He's like, oh, oh, yes, uh, yes, yes, uh, Europe is very nice, kind of a thing. See, let's. So, um, yeah, if I if I was alive in that in those times, that's yeah. I want that to be my job. Yeah, I want to be the guy with the big, big horse cart that's yeah. got a bunch of magic inside of it. Yes, absolutely. Um, this is something I really like. I really like this bit. Um, she's pretending to look through the crystal ball, but really he's just swiped a picture from her bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, I see uh, I see a woman, and she looks old and uh, sad. And, uh, she's sad. You know, because when she, when, when she first shows up, he's like, uh, uh, oh, don't tell me. Uh... You're uh you're 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 looking for something. Oh no 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 don't tell don't tell me. You've run away from home, that's what it is, you know, that kind of a thing. Anyways, uh he says something to her that basically means like uh, he's basically saying, like, don't go, go back, you're making them sad. And she's yeah. like, you know what? You're right. But then a twister comes. Ooh. Fun fact about the twister, it's one of the only things I knew about this movie. The it's a practical effect, obviously. Um just really just threw Judy Garland in front of an actor tornado. Um, no, it's like a big cloth, black cloth tube that's filled with an insane amount of dirt. And it's just far in the background and they're just spinning it around. So it looks really, really good. It looks super convincing. 
I was very impressed by it. Yeah, something I really like about this movie also is uh, I love like the soundstage look of it. It's one of those things that, in my opinion, like almost like uh, Tim Burton's Gotham City, or like I think they did the same thing a little bit with uh, with uh, the most recent Batman. Um, there's just something about it that gives it like an otherworldly, surreal, like uncanny, like it almost looks like a place that exists but doesn't, like dreamlike kind of a thing almost for me. Yeah, I, I feel that way when I see that, like in all those examples you just gave me. Yeah. It's weird because when I see those, I don't think like, ooh, it's a little off and it's a little dreamy, but I've always thought this like as a kid. It's like a just like a primal feeling that I get from those things is like, oh, parts of the world look like this. Uh, parts of the world have this feel to it. Mm-hmm. Little old, little whole bunk me mm-hmm. down, out in bumfuck nowhere just hasn't experienced it yet. But every time I see those, I'm like, one day I'm getting to the promised land of a soundstage uh, <laughs> city. Yeah, it, it, it does have like, uh, yes, yeah, something enchanting about it. And uh, uh, especially these ones I like that like they're so clearly hand-painted and stuff. Yeah. So. Um, but anyways, yeah, she goes home, the twisters happen, everybody's in the cellar, she can't get in the cellar. She goes to lay down, bumps her head, fucking window so funny yeah yeah it's <laughs> her that just explodes yeah. on the back of her noggin um and then she i also want to pause to say um i know sepia tone's a thing i've seen sepia tone around i in my lifetime have never seen another movie that's sepia tone i've seen plenty of black and white movies mm-hmm. i have not seen another sepia tone movie. that's a good point i don't think i have either <laughs> was that just to make it look dusty i guess like, it could be is yeah. that what they use it for is usually could like be, yeah because yeah, because yeah just it screams dust bowl um, and I've never seen another movie. Yeah, like I, I know sepia tone was just like that's how pictures came out of cameras. Uh-huh. Like that's where it comes from. But no, I don't know what the decision to actively make your film. Because have you seen another run. movie from? The no, era? I don't think I have. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's weird. Yeah. So do you think like when it came out and it was sepia tone, they would just correct it to being like black and white for other things? Like if they were using cameras like that, or do you think it was like by the time movies had happened, they stopped using that kind of film to film movies, and they were they had like more of a black and white kind of a film? No, I don't think. I think absolutely talking out of my so my, butt, my butt here. I, I think like pic, film picture cameras, mm-hmm. like super old ones, took sepia tone pictures, like just by the nature of how they worked. And then by the time we get to film cameras, they're black and white. Okay. And they, I'm gonna guess they took this black and white footage and made it sepia made tone. It sepia tone. Yeah. Also, I can't tell how the like like the Oz stuff, how the color on that is. Was is that? Like I don't know the timeline of the technology. Yeah, was this filmed in color? Or is I believe it one of those yes. I believe where they colored is, it afterwards. No, I think this and Gone with the Wind are like the first couple movies that were shot in actual like Technicolor, oh, okay. like color color. Before that, obviously, you did have painted color films, and I think they. I really genuinely think there are some super early examples from the early 30s of them using a technology like this, but it was just not like cost-effective kind of yeah. thing. It was really expensive if you wanted to do that kind of a thing. So that's how they did all the special effects in Tron. Really? They just painted over the, like, every frame of the that movie has something hand-painted over it. Yeah. I've never seen Tron. Movie. Neither have I. I hear it's not good. It doesn't hold up. Interesting. Um, and, you know, when I was watching this, I was like, God damn, like, I couldn't imagine being 1939, seeing half of a movie in sepia tone, and then halfway through, it's just like, oh, yeah, full-blown color. Mm-hmm. And also, not only is it full-blown color, but it's the most colorful movie made to date. <laughs> But um, oh yeah, it's insane. But also, uh, apparently, like I said, the hit, like the story goes, nobody gave a shit the first couple times around. So I guess it must not have been that cool. That's so funny. You know what I mean? I uh, yeah. When she gets to Oz and you see that first little little spot where all the the uh, munchkins come and greet her, gave me the I got the same vibes from the chocolate room in Willy Wonka mm-hmm. later. Yeah, that's one of the things that overlap for me. 
is like when they go and you get that big shot of the room i'm like this doesn't age that well like no the spectacle of both of those rooms yeah don't really hit me because it might be because it has the sound stage you feel to it but i'm like this all feels very cramped and it's not sparse but it kind of feels that way mm -hmm. like it feels like a daycare almost yeah and then later in wizard of oz i put it down on my notes the emerald city fucking stunning yeah like when they first see the castle i was like oh my god and then yeah. when they're in the emerald city everything yeah. about it i'm like oh my god this is some of the best looking shit i've ever seen yeah there's that one character in uh david lynch's dune that reminds me of the emerald city he's the big fat one with red hair i haven't seen oh really david Lynch's Dune? now oh, okay well we'll get there one day um but yeah, so we'll talk about it more with the Willy Wonka thing. The thing I like about Wonka's being underwhelming is that it gives me the impression of, like, could still be real. This guy's just weird and a little bit out there. Okay. Like, one of the things I don't like about um, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory one, it's just a little nitpicky thing. It's not a big deal. It doesn't, like, ruin the whole movie for me. But it's just so weird. It's outside of the realm of believability. Kind of, you, you get what I mean? Like, there's something about the Willy Wonka one that's grounded. Like, it looks a little yeah. shitty, which makes it look like an actual crazy chocolate factory you could really go to. You know what I mean? Like, what, yeah, what, what, what do we like, have over here? We have that one chocolate place. You know uh, what I'm talking about? Morley's? Yeah, Morley's. Yeah. Like, it seems like if I went to Morley's, it could potentially be this Willy Wonka adaptation. It could be like that inside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've I, I've been there, and it's not. I'm I know it's not. No, no, you're exactly right. You're, yeah. you're pinning down exactly what I was trying to say. I think it feels Where like Munchkin Land. I do agree with you, though. It definitely looks like the little houses for the Munchkins. There's nothing inside. They don't. Yeah, live there. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, the Willy uh, Willy Walker's place more so feels like two days ago they someone came to that warehouse and was like, "Hey, you have to make this place look like yeah. Willy Wonka's chocolate factory." Yeah. yeah. And they did a great job. They filled yeah. it with a lot of stuff, but also at the yeah. same time, I can tell two days ago this was an empty warehouse. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, so uh, um, she uh, hallucinates. This is just a little thing. I'm speaking specifically about the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, parody. Um, but it's interesting to me that the, the witch, when she shows up in the tornado outside of uh, Dorothy's window, she's going like left to right. Mm -hmm. Most parodies I see... Again, I'm primarily basing this on the Nightmare on Elm Street when Freddy shows up as the Wicked Witch. He goes left or, or right to left. Small thing. I just noticed it. I was like, oh, that's odd. But I remember one time talking about it with you. I don't think I've heard it anywhere else, but about the language of cinema and how left to right is seen as like the journey that like a hero kind of takes okay. and anything heading the other way hmm. is seems imposing. Like it's, it's, the, it's the thing that would be stopping the natural... Just okay. like baseline primal kind of a thing. So it's just interesting to me. Like, very small. This means literally nothing. Uh, but yeah, that they would have her going like left to right. Because again, that's usually like the the, the 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 proper like movement across the camera. Okay. You know what I mean? Like left to right seems like the journey to a destination. Whereas yeah. right to left seems like the the opposite. You know, like you're going back. And oh, yeah. You know, I'm picking up what you're putting so, down. Yeah, yeah, just interesting. You think it's like a primal thing or just because it's how we read that we Could feel be. that way? Could absolutely be. Could be either. Hmm. I mean, why do we read left to right? Anyways, yes, Munchkinland, very beautiful. Her house fell on the Wicked Witch of the East. Um, she came down in a bubble, Don. We uh, <laughs> we get one of the, the you know first kind of like really uh, uh, iconic lines, the Toto. I don't you know 
think we're in Kansas anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of lines in this. I didn't write them all down, but like just even the way some people speak, where I'm like, oh, I've heard that. That's yeah. just common, like, yeah, how we speak. But I feel like if you were to write it in a movie, it would feel cliche. Mm-hmm. But it's not because this movie's uh, almost 100 years old. Yeah, so it might have been this movie first. But I mean, not even things as clear as I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. But mm-hmm. like little like idioms and phrases and yeah. sayings and stuff like that oh yeah i should i should have done better i wrote a lot of notes should have wrote some of those you down. did write a lot of notes um, i'm impressed with the notes Glenda forgot this was down. a musical is where i met in my notes yeah. <laughs> she sang uh, somewhere over the rainbow and i was like yeah. oh that was beautiful and it's when uh, uh they start doing the song there i'm like oh right yeah oh right there's gonna be a lot of songs some are this. good some are not that great uh but glenda comes down she says oh are you a good witch or a bad witch she's like i'm not a witch at all and she has the little line about, like, witches are old and ugly, and all the munchkins, you know, hee She's like, what the hell is that? And she's like, those are the munchkins. You're in munchkin land. And yes, she gets the ruby slippers. The Wicked Witch of the West shows up. Um, from my understanding, this is, like, the first association with witches being green. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. That's just something I heard one time. Sue me. You know how they got that specific shade of green on her? Probably they almost killed her doing it, but no, I don't. Nuclear waste. <laughs> she was one of those, what do they call them, radium girls. Yeah. Um, the Munchkins sing a couple of songs. Uh, do I, do, okay. Uh, quick pause about the Munchkins. Yeah. Specifically in this movie. Yeah. They freak my beam. Yeah, because some are children, because some are adults. some are children and some are adults. Yeah. Every shot or a couple of them came up in my yeah. head, I'd go, okay, man, kid, kid, no. <laughs> Kid man, kid. Okay. And then they and then... pitch everybody's voice up. Um, I do like the Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead song. Yes, it's fun. I do love that. And uh, yeah, I love when the one guy shows up and he's like, you killed her so completely. And we <laughs> you know, we thank you very deeply. Uh, great little bit. Uh, there's also, you know, we represent the Lollipop League and the, or the, the Lullaby League and the Lollipop Guild and all that kind of stuff. This rolls out for a long time. It's a big production. It really is. Really is grand. Um, the next gag I really like is, uh, it's not that big of a deal. It's something very minimal, but, uh, she's just like, how do I get to the Emerald City? Because, you know, Glenda explains to her that there's a Wizard of Oz. He lives in the Emerald City and, you know, he can help you get back to Kansas. He's the only one who probably would understand that. And she's like, well, how do I get there? And I'm like, follow the yellow brick road. And she's like, well, where do I start? You start, and she literally starts in the center of that spiral. Yeah, and like just, walks around yeah. in a circle. It's pretty good, yeah. Um, I think, so there's a couple of other, well, I mean, there's probably countless, but there's a couple of other big Wizard of Oz movies. There's The Wiz, which I believe I've seen, but I don't remember very well, starring uh, Michael Jackson to some degree. I, I don't know if he's the main character. If, but anyway, Toto. He's, for real? Yeah. Have you not seen The Wiz? I saw it when I was very young. Yeah, Michael Jackson plays Toto. Okay. Um, And then there's also Return to Oz. I made that up. I'm sorry. Okay. Return to Oz? Yeah, I think Uh, I remember that. Yeah, I also saw it when I was very young, a little bit darker tone. And if I'm not mistaken, they spend time following the red brick road. Okay. one of the things I remember. Because that is a bit of a mystery. Where does the red brick road go? There's only two roads in this this I didn't notice there being a red brick road. There's yellow and there's red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spiral is yellow and red, and then red goes the other direction, yellow goes the other direction. Where the hell does red go? I'm sure there's a bunch of, what's that guy's name? E.E. E. Balm or something like that, or Balm? The guy who wrote the original story? I don't know. Okay, well, anyways, I'm sure he wrote a book about it. I know he wrote, like, a, it's one of those things, like, uh, just like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where there's, like, a dozen books that were also written. 
Um, initially, the book was about the fucking government switching over to the gold standard or away from the gold standard or something. Whatever. You remember that? <laughs> Whatever. You remember? I don't care. Yeah. Because that was the whole point of the gold road and like the tin man mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. You okay. Know? Yeah. Um, she starts traveling down the lonesome road. She makes a friend, a scarecrow. My favorite part of this. Movie. Oh, you love the scarecrow? I love well, you the take scarecrow. The reins. I looked it up, couldn't find anything. I made sure to write it down in my notes to Google this actor to make sure he wasn't insanely problematic. I couldn't find anything. I'm sure he was. He was an actor in the 30s and the 40s. Um, oh my god, the scarecrow's so good. I think yeah. he's so funny, physically and just the way he talks. Yeah. I'm not afraid of anything, except the lit match. So good. It's so funny. Yeah. When he's got a gun later, hilarious. Like, <laughs> uh, he's the only one who's like, makeup I don't hate. Yeah. I think it's fine. Actually, Looks he's good. the only one out of all three of them that I like. Um, someone's at her door. I'll tell them. All right, you? Bullet Brothers, are you ready to record my podcast? What's going on here? <laughs> this is great. Elton did watch The Wizard of Oz with us, so perfect timing, bud. Come sit down and talk about The Wizard of Oz with us. <laughs> uh, for the listeners, he came with an open beer in hand and then pulled another one out of the pocket and opened that one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> we'll pull up a sheet, bud. Yeah. We just got to the Scarecrow. But if you'd like, we can take a really quick, I'm talking sub one minute, catch up to this point, history with uh, Wizard of Oz, and up until meeting Scarecrow, anything that caught your fancy, anything you want to add? Um, I used to have the pop-up Wizard of Oz book as a okay. kid, and it was one of the most fantastical items I've ever owned and held in my hands, and playing with the Emerald City is like the coolest thing. It's, uh, I don't know where you can find it. We'll put an affiliate link in. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty much all I had as a kid, uh, aside from obviously all the uh, the quotes that everybody knows. Uh, and what else did you want to know? <laughs> I mean, that's great. You okay, it cool. Perfectly. Excellent. Um, yeah, I think I think the scarecrow is perfect. Um, I think he's hilarious. Um, I have nothing more to say about him. Then we walk around with him for a bit and get to something much like. Much like this being a musical was news to me, uh, the talking trees, hate them. Oh, do you? I hate them. I hate looking at them. How would you like it if I came along and picked something off of you? They're fun. I like them, but I hate them. Ugh. Well, let's pause right here, uh, real quick. Something I forgot to mention about the beginning is that each of the farmhands make reference to like what their character in yeah. Oz is going to miss or not doesn't have, that kind of a thing, right? Um, and then also the scarecrow, uh, you know, it's this is another story. It, it, it seems to be like a, kind of a classic storytelling trope. I don't know if you, I can think of any super modern examples, but I know like the Wizard of, or the, the Lord of the Rings, for example, something that I know about the deeper lore is that, um, Wait, talking trees. No, no, no. I'm mm-hmm. getting there. This, oh. this is a long journey. Oh, we'll sorry. get there. Tolkien, uh, I believe was a religious guy. Uh, he wrote the story with like angels in mind. Some characters are technically angels. Gandalf is an angel. Um, and in like his, uh, you know, his intent was that like Gandalf was like an angel sent to earth or whatever. And that like his whole thing was that he was, like the the hobbits had to take this journey like the yeah. journey is the important part not the destination if he wanted to he could just drop them off at the you know fucking lava mountain and they could just throw the rings in but that's not the point right yeah um but yeah same thing with this um with like the 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 wizard at the end or not well not the wizard at the end uh same thing with this uh glenda for example um you know the shoes the whole time could have just taken her 
home. She could have clicked the heels. But yeah. no, Glenda told her you have to take this journey because the whole point at the end is that the, the moral is that like, I could have told, she literally says like, I could have told you, but you wouldn't believe me until you'd done the journey yourself, whatever. Um, well, I thought she said that the shoes wouldn't work until she took the journey. Like a 500 miles kind of thing, you know, got to put uh, put the work in, <laughs> charge them up. Yeah. Um, and, and, and kind of similar, like, uh, you know, it's classic storytelling stuff that like these characters already have what they seek. They just didn't know it. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, it's a classic kind of like it turns out you guys were the friends I needed all along. Like that kind of a thing. You know, so uh, the scarecrow, like it's funny, like from the rip. He's like, I don't have a brain. And she's like, well, how can you talk if you don't have a brain? He's like, well, I don't know. But the next scene in the talking trees thing. I was going to bring this up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he's like, I can show you how we can get some apples. And he's like, your apples stink anyways. He starts talking shit. So they start throwing apples at him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They just got some apples. He had a brain the whole time. Free sauce. Yeah, and I like how immediately they show their characteristics that they think they're missing. Mm-hmm. So it really is just more yeah. of a, a mental game, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. He sings a little song. If I only had a brain, at the thoughts that I'd be thinking if I was... If I really just wasn't drinking. <laughs> um, but up next, we meet the Tin Man. Mm. I like this little bit. It's like a little bit like woodier and dark. He's oiled up. Oil can! <laughs> they get him nice and lubed up. I do, I do like the Tin Man. Yeah. Again. This his face is just the living end. Like I can't. Yeah. I don't know what they did to his face. I know yeah. you said it was like metal paint. So I think was, yeah. I think he gets sick. I think they had to oh, go yeah, to the for hospital sure. for sure. Yeah. And it was not worth it because he does not look good. His like, suit looks great. Though. His body looks suit. great. Everything from the jaw strap down looks great. Yeah. Everything that isn't skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, something else I should pump the brakes to mention is I like that the witch is hiding behind a tree during the apple thing and <laughs> yeah. she ducks away. Then during the Tin Man thing, she shows up and she's like, ah, fireball. Ah! Very spooky. Mm -hmm. You can see why I had nightmares. And a good effect, too. Yeah, good effect. Genuinely. She throws a fireball. That's something else I'm going to put out. I'm going to put out a, uh, I guess, like a, a plea. I'm going to get down on my knees and beg that wizards and witches and movies start throwing fireballs more often. Why not? putting out a bounty. You'll <laughs> yeah. pay to see your movie if yeah. you put a... <laughs> You know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to talk shit, but it was something that was really confounding. I, I liked the Doctor Strange movie. I haven't seen the Maw of Madness or whatever the hell it is. Uh, but That's I saw the first one, and uh, the first time, when the whole time I was like, why is the magic, like, augmenting his ability to, like, punch and block? Why isn't it, like, him shooting blasts of magic at people? That's what wizards do. That's my favorite part about the second one, is it's directed by Sam Raimi, so yeah. he's doing a lot of wacky fireball-esque stuff. Hell yeah. it's, it's fun, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I, yeah, I agree with you. There should be more fire balls and fire in movies. Fire everywhere. Especially if your movie is made before the 80s. So that it has to be real fire. So I can, and especially in this movie, there's a point where like all of them jump through some fire and I'm like, that's a fire. Like that man whose shirt is stuffed with hay just ran through a fire. Then um, we meet the Cowardly Lion. Right before that. Nope. You're right. Go on. I just didn't write anything about meeting him, though. That's all right. Meet the Cowardly Lion. He bullies the shit out of him. He's like, put him up. Put him up. Yeah, he's more than anybody shows he has what he needs immediately. <laughs> he comes in <laughs> swinging. Uh, but Dorothy gives him a nice little bonk on the nose, and he starts crying. A real smack. Yeah. Like the real fire. That's something I kind of like about Dorothy's character. You know, it's not necessarily, like, the best thing to blow your lid all the time, but I do like that, like, she's kind of, like cowers until someone's mean to her friends and then she's like hey what the fuck you can't just do that yeah it's great yeah, yeah. she really, really nice she, you, this relationship yeah she even does it to the wizard like once the wizard starts being a dick she's like hey, you cannot talk to people like that i don't care if you're a wizard <laughs> him right in the face yeah. yeah 
Um, but anyways, yeah, they, they bump into, uh, the, you know, he sings a song. They all sing a song. They all sing, if I only had a heart, if I only had some courage. Um, whatever. Also, I love that the uh, lion's tail is, you can very clearly see it sometimes, which makes me love it a little bit more, but it's just a wire that mm-hmm. someone in the ceiling is moving around. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I, I believe at this point that's when they sing the lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Lions and mm-hmm. tigers and bears. Oh, my. Um, I think before we even hit Emerald City, we cut to the witch. The witch, and she 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 banishes them to the poppy land or whatever, makes a bunch of poppy show up or whatever, and they yeah they get all in the sleepy. middle of the cement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get yeah. all sleepy. Uh, I wrote down a quote from Elton at this point: "The flying monkeys suck to look at," and that's true. Their faces are kind of hard to look at. Mm. I love them for all of the abuse monkeys went through in the film industry, we could have at least let them be in The Wizard of Oz. Instead, they're men in suits. Well, is is her right-hand monkey a real monkey? It looked no, like it was no, that's a man. running around like a monkey. That's a man. That's a guy. He's a, he's, he's a good. He's, he's like a good the, actor. Then. He's yeah. the 1930s Andy Serkis. Circus. He's yeah. really good. I was just going to say, yeah. Okay. Um, but Glenda makes it snow, kills all the poppies. And they, yeah. they barrel on. They that, show up to Emerald City. Is that where Dorothy passes out? Yeah. And Glenda comes and saves her? Yeah, by making a snow to kill all the poppies. Um, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I said it earlier, Emerald City, stunning to look at. Yeah, I do like the design like in the, at the backdrop, the big circular kind of like cylinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks great outside the what the Emerald City is supposed to look like outside instead of having the skyscrapers. It's big crystal tubes. I'll bring over this pop-up book. You guys need to see it. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah, you should have brought it. I should have. I was too busy working out a good bit. <laughs> Pocket beers. <laughs> yeah. The um the poppy field scene. Love. I think it's a great bit that the Tin Man cries oil. <laughs> and this might be the hardest I've laughed while watching a movie in a very long time. She passes out and they don't know what to do and Elton, what do they do? Oh, what do they do? They just go, Help! <laughs> 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 I did. I forgot that they lost their cool at the they just in the field. Screaming at the top of their breath. lungs. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the Tin Man who's specifically just like, help! Oh, help! Breaking his voice yeah. to ask for help. It's so unbelievably funny. We'll touch on it again in a second, but I do want to mention. I I, I genuinely like. Uh, just me personally, I'm feeling the friendship vibes. They feel like they like each other. They're getting along oh, real quick. Yeah. Um, from yeah. my from my understanding, or my head canon, I think these are the three first people the Scarecrow yeah. has met. So, oh, <laughs> I thought you meant the three first people from the beginning. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just from the beginning, like uh, when he's like, "Oh, I can't even scare a crow," and she's like, "Oh, well, if you were back in Kansas, you'd be scaring the shit out of some crows." He's like, "Really? You think I could do it in Kansas?" But when he sings his little song, um, they're the closest. Um, there's a point where she's like, "With the thoughts that you were thinking, you could be another Lincoln," and that's cool that uh, even in the 1930s they were like, "Yeah, he was a good one." Um, so you know, I'm just Lincoln. saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, you know, the North will rise again one day. And we're gonna, now we're gonna get through this, everybody. I know it's 2022. We're like, yeah, Lincoln is whatever. <laughs> Have you ever heard that quote? What you would? Uh, where Lincoln Abraham Lincoln whatever. was like, listen, if I had to choose, yeah, white man would be on top, but also, whatever, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. So let's please free some black people. We something along those lines. He wasn't mm. super stoked about doing it. It wasn't like a passion project for him. It was more of like a political move. Cowabunga. Yeah. Means to an end. Means to an end. Yeah. I always wanted an Abraham Lincoln tattoo, like somewhere yeah. on my back. 
Not anymore. Just I get a really tall stovepipe hat. Ah. That could be fun. It's actually it a legitimate philosophical like uh, thought experiment. I mean, you can have your own opinion. There's no right answer. People always talk about, like, let's say you have one person who does the right thing because they think it's the right thing. And then there's a person who does the right thing just because it benefits them in some way. It's easier to do, but they don't genuinely, like, in their heart of hearts, like, think it's, like, the right thing to do. They're just doing it out of, like, necessity or, like, they're going to get something out of it. At the end of the day, a good act was done. Is there anything wrong with B? Short term, no. Long term, yes. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. But anyways, so uh, they get to Arnold City, and another one of your favorite characters shows up. Absolute favorite character is the Garmand. <laughs> Bust my buttons. He's so good. So <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to see the wizard? Nobody sees the wizard. Not, nobody not know how. I haven't even seen the wizard. Then how do you know he's there? But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyways, they're just like, uh, he's like, I was, she was like, I was sent by Glenda. And he's like, how am I supposed to believe that? And he's like, I got these ruby slippers. And he's like, oh, yeah, why did you say so? And they go inside, and that's a horse of a different color, he says. And then we see a horse of a different color. I was thinking about it while watching it, and I wrote down that I have to look up how horribly did these horses die after they were covered in paint. <laughs> uh, it turns out there were animal rights activists back then who were like, you cannot cover these horses in paint. Yeah. Actually, I don't... I If I had to guess, they probably weren't rights activists. There were people like, hey, this is a perfectly good horse. If you die in a color, it's going to be ruined and we can't make any money with it anymore. <laughs> so they are covered in like a uh, flavored, colored, uh, powdered gelatin. That's and something so I had to keep the horses from licking each other all the time to get wow. the, like all the jello off of each other. Great fun fact. Here's something else to think about. Um, I was just reading the other day about the sheer amount of alcohol that used to be consumed back in the day. By a horse? No, by people. Oh. Um, like liquor was cheaper than beer. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Like we used to drink an absolutely astronomical amount more than we do now kind of a thing. And it was just one of those things where, like, uh, I was just, I was, you know, reading people talking about the kind of thing where it's like, yeah, I, you know, not saying alcohol should be illegal, but that's something that I feel like uh, gets like, uh, like, glossed over when they, when they, when people talk about like prohibition. It's always seen as this thing where it's like, those ladies were crazy when they were saying we shouldn't drink anymore, but really it was one of those things where it was just like there were literally just any time of day just drunk people were like rampaging yeah. and yeah, like it, it was one of those things where like, you know, you've got, uh, you know just I, I'm spitballing here but you know 100% of men going out and getting hammered and then coming home and beating the shit out of the other half of the population every night you know what I mean you you kind of that's, that's a great way to put it yeah it, it was just one of those things like I you know like just for example like there, there was one that was like breaking down like it was something like the bill for like the night that Lincoln won re-election for like a party like a party of his closest friends like that and it was like Everybody had had, on average, just in liquor, not the other drinks that were available. Everybody on average mm. had had seventeen shots. Wow, and Fuck stuff yeah. like that. Like yeah, so it's it was just you know, that had to be strong back then. But I was and like, unregulated. <laughs> but I was only bringing it up because you mentioned that thing where it was like you were talking about like, well, I don't know if there was animal rights activists back then, but so I was just thinking about like. Um, you know, again, like I just read that, uh, you know, fact about like how how substantially more we had drank back in the back in the day. Yeah. And you know, you always hear the depression spiking today. <laughs> Comment on that, Chris. But uh, you know, like it, it, it's it's one of those things where like you know, like you always hear those stories about like how people drank beer because like it was you know like there was no clean water like that's what you had to do if you wanted like hydrate. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. 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 Um, 
And then, like, uh, yeah, I just remember, you know, someone talking about, like, that specifically and being like, yeah, people always talk about that. But, like, the other thing I'll talk about is that liquor was even cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, just crazy. We're in Emerald City. They get dialed up. They do. They all get dialed up. Yeah, they stuff up the scarecrow nice and good. They buff up the Tin Man nice and good. And a couple of tra la la. They just had that big wheel spinning all the time. That's always been there. Do they have more Tin Men? Tell you what I want. Oh, yeah, he can't be the only one. T- tell you what I want. Okay. I want one of the guys that are doing the buffing and stuff. They've got these green shirts on that just say Oz in big white letters and like kind of a slant. And I want that shirt. Yeah, there's three of them. It could be our Halloween costume. Yeah, it could be. Mm. It could be. I know how to sew. He does. Here's... Oh, but we're going to make you a Tin Man costume. That's yeah. true. Oh. We can we got a lot of work we'll to each, do. We'll each work a big wheel and we'll just chase Chris around the neighborhood. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, it could be me and Elton and we'll just be buffing you all night. <laughs> this is good. I like this. <laughs> It'd be so good. It'd be so good as a group costume because everyone would be like, why aren't you guys the lion man? The this um, one of the next scenes is, is one of my favorite in the whole movie. It's the uh, the one where again they're just hyping up their their friends. They're 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 being good friends. They um, the lions talking about like oh there's no way he's gonna give you courage and stuff. And they like sing a whole song. They roll out a red carpet for him. They put a big old cape on his back. And mm-hmm. Tin Man breaks a crown to put on his head. That's so cool to like build up your buddy yeah. like that. That's a really really sweet scene. It's one and of the it'll... sweetest scenes in any movie. Yeah. Well, at one point the lion rhymes elephant with elephant. I don't yeah. remember the context, but I thought it was funny enough to write down. Mm. Then Mustache Man shows up again. He's like, "You're not seeing the wizard. There's no way you're seeing the wizard." And then Dorothy starts her sob story, and he very comedically, it's a great comedic scene, to, to simulate him crying at the story. They just pour water on it. So he's just crying. <laughs> so he's crying <laughs> buckets. It's so funny. Yeah, I, I think it might be a different doorman with his head just out of window. Everybody, but the, everybody in Oz is exactly the same. No, I swear it's the same actor playing yeah. everybody. It's gotta be. There's no way it's not. Oh, I'd love it to be. They're yeah. insane. It's Anyways. Like Tim Burton's Willy Wonka. <laughs> But they, uh, they they do see the wizard. Wizard is a big green head. I think it looks great. His throne looks great. The fireballs yeah. look great. With Oz looks great. The throne room looks great with all the fire. And yeah, like, they do a great a great job of accenting all the green yeah. in Emerald City. It's and he, uh, all that glowing glass oh, yeah. looks like yeah. the scariest thing. Look, looking back, looks like the scariest objects. Yeah, I wanted in, my house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you if won't ever, live very long. If I ever get there, will be blood rich. I want. A bowling alley in my basement that I can kill someone in. Uh-huh. And I want the re- every other square inch of my house to look like Emerald City. <laughs> and he basically goes, you shall not pass. And then uh, he's like, unless you bring me the broom from that witch. It's a good callback, Chris. Thank you. So they do. Cuss. They go out and they uh, storm the gates. I think Dorothy gets kidnapped because they're like in the spooky forest. Yeah. They all have weapons, which yeah. is very funny to me because you've mentioned Scarecrow. Very funny that he has a gun. But they all have two weapons. He has a gun, and on his other hand, he has a stick. Yeah. And then the um, the lion, I know he has a big, like, toxic, like, uh, pest control gun. Yeah, but yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what else he has. But the Tin Man has both his axe, which he was already equipped with, and a giant wrench. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the, they get swarmed by the monkeys, and I think the monkeys take Dorothy off, and now the boys are left to go save uh, one of the one of their crew members. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, we talked about it in the very beginning, but we get a classic scene. To this day, anytime this happens in a movie or a cartoon or anything like that, I'm always like, they're doing the Wizard of Oz. Uh, yeah, they, they're, they're peeking over the thing, and the, the guards are behind them, and then they do the tussle cloud, and then they pop up dressed like, you know, it's a Star Wars. They do in the Star Wars with the Stormtrooper mm. outfits. <laughs> 
Yeah. Out of You're life. Right. I love that the, the lion's tail. Yeah. He keeps trying to hide. Can't it. keep it to calm down yeah. while they're walking through. It's fun. Fun, fun, fun. They get inside. There's all kinds of shenanigans. Great castle. Great castle. Love the castle. Also looks Looney Tunes. This movie's got two of my top ten castles in it. Nice. Let's hear the other eight. Hogwarts. Okay. Where's that place? Three. Okay. These are going in order. It's Emerald City, this one, Hogwarts, the one that Frankenstein lives in. Okay. The one that Frankenstein lives in in Frankenstein 2. Okay. Halfway there. The Disney one from the beginning of every Disney movie. Great. Um, Castle. Castle? Skull. Sure. Great. Um, Castle. Um, the, the, um, the, what's the Scooby-Doo? From the intro. From the intro. Uh, That's gotta be on the list, man. Fine. For Elton, the Scooby-Doo castle. Okay, good. Um, the little plastic Playmates one that everybody had as a kid. Oh, okay. sick, where you could launch the rocks? Yes. Oh, what a good one. And final, last but not least, favorite castle. Castle number 10, um is um, the one that Ariel lives in in The Little Mermaid. You did. Uh, just to clarify, don't think it's a castle in the Scooby-Doo. I think no! it's a house. No! No, what about the... Uh... I thought there was one up on a hill. Am I just making shit up? There might be an episode with that. Mm. Oh, I should have said blood. It's too late. Don't plug our band. No free promotion. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyways, they get up in there. They, they're running around, they're no, going this way, they're going that way, the guards are coming this way. Eventually they end up cornered with the witch. The witch is trying to light the scarecrow on fire. Someone grabs a bucket to put the fire out and they actually splash the witch. And uh, she's like, oh my god, you sons of bitches, why would you do this to me? Now I'm melting, I'm melting, I'm melting. Just like signs. Yes. Um, and then all the guards are like, my god, you killed her. The witch is dead. I love this, how often Dorothy just gets applauded for killing people. Yeah, she commits two murders. She gets, I don't even mean it in a way where I'm, I'm like, ha, 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 she committed suicide. It's just genuinely funny that, like, uh, and also kind of cool. I guess it, it just shows the tyranny and oppression, I guess, of the witches or everybody. It is just, like, it's just funny that, like, uh, like you know, I'm, I, it's, like, very specific situation to be in that, like, you murder somebody and then everybody who's there is like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. It's, it's, a good, it's, yeah. it's a good joke. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, it happens twice. Um, and then they go back to the wizard? They go back to the wizard, and he is a mega dick. And like I said, Dorothy is like, hey, put it back in your pants, buddy. And then she's like, he's like, silence. And she's like, oh, okay. But then Toto finds the man behind the curtain. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That is the Scooby-Doo castle. That's a Scoob castle. That is a Scooby-Doo castle. Um, and then, yes, so then we roll out another section I love quite a bit, because, again, like, um, you know, pretty much everybody in this uh, is is a one to one with like somebody from the beginning of the movie, except I don't really know like Aunt M and the the, the uncle if they get characters. Aunt same. M's just Aunt M. Yeah. yeah, she gets found in the uh, in the orb. That's yeah. one of my favorites when when the Wicked Witch taunts her by being like Annie M, Annie M mm. in the orb. Yeah, good. Um, I do like this whole conversation with the wizard. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's a one to one with the with the with the snake's yeah. oil men from the beginning. So he's like, "And you, my bovine benevolent friend, you know." Yeah, I get ting tang tittle and tang 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 ting to tang tang tin man, you know. <laughs> I, I don't remember what the line is specifically, yeah. but like so they ask him to do something and he says no, and they're like, "You're a bad man." He goes, "Hey, I'm a good man, 
I'm just a bad wizard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, the scarecrow's like, I need a brain. He's like, my friend, you've had a bad brain the whole time. But back where I'm from, we have these things called universities. And that's where people go to think the best thoughts and all that kind of stuff. And you know what they have that you don't have? A diploma. So here you go. An honorary diploma. <laughs> yeah. It's got three. Yeah. And uh, he's like, uh, you know, and you, Mr. Tin Man, you had a heart all along. Uh, you, know, you know, we have people who do good all day long. Background from they're called, uh, they're called Falafra, Falanrampa. Uh, they're called really good people, <laughs> and because uh, uh, he's trying to say philanthropist. Oh, and never mind. Yeah, and he and he uh, he gives them like a he's like a, this is a you know a, of my gratitude for the good deeds you've done. Here's a nice commemorative heart, or whatever, and courage, the cowardly lion. He uh, he he goes. Uh, you have plenty of courage. You've always been brave. He's like back home. We give people purple hearts that are really brave. So here's a purple heart, or whatever. I I would like to note that he's like hey. Scarecrow, you had a brain all along. It's great. Lion, you were courageous all the time. He gets the Tin Man's backwards. He goes, oh, Tin Man, it's not about how much you love yourself. It's about how much other people love you. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, Wizard of Oz, that's, uh, I get what you're trying to do here, but that's that's not right. You're incorrect. You got to flip that around, bud. Um, tin Man, you better love yourself. You're a man made of tin. Mm. And then for Dorothy... He goes, I'm from Kansas. One time I was at the state fair, and my shit just blew away. I ended up here. So and I can't get you home. Yeah. So we're going to take that out of everyone back home. Then they go to another room, and everybody's there to say goodbye. And they're in the hot balloon. But then Toto hops out, and Dorothy follows Toto. And oh. the hot balloon takes off. And they're like, come down, come down. He's like, I don't know how to work this thing. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> so how do you think he got there in the first place? Yeah, and right? then that's, that's when Glenda spills the beans. She's like, you could have got home this whole time. But you wouldn't have believed me if I told you, or whatever the mm -hmm. fuck. And she clicks her heels, she goes back, she wakes up, everybody's there. For some reason, the fucking traveling salesman comes to the window and is like, I just had to check on that young woman. She seems so distraught. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Uh, and picture, credits, great. Mm. S tier, A+. Plus. Mm. I would also like to give flowers to the best actor in this movie. Toto. Toto. Jinx. So good. Couldn't He's believe I guessed that. Best dog I've ever seen in a movie. Real life name, also Toto. Great. It's great. Yeah. Good dog. Why wouldn't it be? Because he's an actor. Right, but you have to get him to come to you. Yeah, and? Could have called him Bobo. Could have called him Bobo. <laughs> um, Would have been funny. Closing Especially thoughts? Especially with monkeys in the movie. Sure. Closing thoughts, Elton? Closing thoughts. <clears throat> I don't know. Just all around, fun movie. Way more lighthearted than I think I ever, I don't want to say give it credit for, but uh, uh, my world feels so dark and bleak all the time, and so it's just nice to have this really just light beacon it's to, magical. to be able to call upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yep, that uh, was pretty much a sunroot for me. Didn't think I was going to love this watching it. Really, really surprised me. I loved every second, almost every second of this movie. Thought it was a blast. Chris? Closing thoughts? I mean, yeah, I took the words right out of my mouth. This is uh, this is movie magic. What are, what are you going to rate it? Oh, A+. Plus. Elton? Yeah, I'll give it an A+. Plus. I'm going to give it an A+. Plus. Wow. Knocked That's it out of the pot. Triple pack. A. Never happened before. And then Elton left. 24 hours passed. And we watched another movie without him. You ever seen the Wizard, uh, Willy Wonka and the, the Chocolate Factory? Oh, of course I have. Okay. But you did say you were more of a fan of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, no. I, yes, I said it. yeah. I said Don't backpedal. I said it, and then I thought about it for a moment, and I think that 
I mean, they're two different stories, right? Because Johnny Depp, I mean, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but Johnny Depp is uh, the son of a, uh, a dentist in the newer movie. And I like that aspect of it where you give Willy Wonka kind of a backstory and a reason to have this chocolate factory. And that's fun. And he's got these fucking, these, these, these fucking perfect teeth the whole time. And it's, it's fun to see him uh, uh, placed into a story. But then I love Gene Wilder as the original Willy Wonka and just being a crazy man the whole time. And so, like, I think I like them both in equal amounts but for different reasons. All right. Different reasons. You know me. I just like to fly to conclusions for no good reason. All right. Way too yeah. fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've even famously done that on the podcast. Yes. I and do. I will continue. I'd like to cite... Um, Episode what? Episode what? The one where we did uh, Mulholland Drive. I wasn't on that one. No. I say I do it. Oh, I do it, too. Okay. Sometimes I just open my mouth. I got no idea where that sentence going. Got no idea. <laughs> It's called dead air, and it's worse than being wrong. <laughs> uh, the other day, I got this uh, candy bar. It was really weird. I'd never seen it before, um, and I thought, hey, I'm going to try that, and then inside of it, uh, when I took a bite, there was like this huge fucking piece of paper. Oh, that monkey got you twice. Look how big this piece of paper is. Whoa. This was inside of a normal size chocolate bar. What flavor chocolate? White. You crazy person. <laughs> um, that's insane. That they didn't use even a third of the paper. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah, it's insane. Great bit. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, 1971. Based on... Oh, my God. Based on a depressing... Ro- How do you say his name? Roald? Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl? Okay. Based on a depressing Roald Dahl book and made in a decade where all movies had to be depressing, mud watercolored art pieces, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory rises above all that and makes itself a magic little 98 minutes that holds up against 51 years of cinema. Could use more Gene Wilder as well, though. Mm. 7.5 out of 10. Mm. Christopher! We pretty much touched on it. You don't even have to ask me. We touched on it in the first one. You know, saw it a million times on the grand. It's my history with this? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I always liked Roald Dahl. As a kid, used to read all of his books. Uh, as a young crazy. man, crazy. I was reading Goosebumps and on a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have, have you ever read any other Roald Dahl books? Ah, uh, nothing. He's, Never he's got read a fun one that I read recently that I've always wanted to read called Switch Bitch, um, where he talks about I don't know if it's a true account of his uncle's life and uh, autobiography, but uh, it's fucking crazy. And I'll leave it at that. I don't need to talk about another book in this podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I used to read his books. Uh, big fan of Roald Dahl, big fan of how imaginative his writing is. Yeah. And this movie, I watched it a lot as a kid, and so I am drawing upon that to talk on this podcast today. <laughs> Sounds good to me, Nick. <laughs> um, yeah, again, uh, I have more recent memories of seeing this than uh, Wizard of Oz, but again, a lot of this surprised me when we watched it. Um, I just think it's great. Also, I read... Charlie in the Glass Elevator as a kid to not read The Chocolate Factory and went straight to the sequel. Mm. I already saw the movie. No need to read that book. Yeah. Okay. And I remember it all taking place inside of the elevator and then I did like a little Google search of it last night and it said they land at Space Station U- Space Hotel USA and I was like, hmm, maybe I don't remember this book. <laughs> um, maybe I read half. Uh, <laughs> but, Chris, I gotta say, huh? I had the same feeling going into this as I did uh, 
Wizard of Oz got the same feeling coming out of yeah. it. I didn't expect to like this movie that much, and I mm. fucking loved it. This movie's great. Yeah, I think front to back it's great. I would say I almost like the bits where they're not at ah. Uh, uh, I almost said ah uh, at the chocolate factory more. Enough. Oh yeah, personally, yeah. I think they're fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah. Just because like Gene Wilder is great, and they get it together by the end, but it just becomes one of those things where it's just back to back spectacle gags for a second. It gets a little like a vignette show. Okay. For a second. And it just, um, yeah, it, it, I feel like for the first half, you're like, when are we getting the Chocolate Factory? Sure. But like, there's just, there's a, there's a lot of meat there, I feel like. So it's oh, great from the rip. The little boy who plays Charlie, great. There were multiple times where like he's talking and he's just so selfless, but also you can tell that like he has a pretty great understanding of like his situation, his lot in life for his age. Why? I was just tearing up. Tearing up. Why isn't he English? Yeah. Yeah, isn't that weird? Him and or his whole Joe, family yeah. are American. Well, they could be immigrants. Maybe they came over there, like, uh, you know. It just uh, seems like a weird call for the movie. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here. And make I neither is Will. But... Will isn't English either. I'm gonna call him Will from now on. Yeah, Chris, you're one of the characters. You're one of the uh, the children that got chosen to go into the factory. Which one are you? Mr. Gloop. You're Gloop. I figured you'd say that. What about you, Nick? <laughs> oh, I'm Mike T. I I fucking knew sure. you'd say that. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're the bitch. I can't remember what her name is. Violet Beauregard? No, the um, other one. Salt? Uh, Veruca oh, Salt? Veruca Salt? You yes. think I'm Veruca Salt? I, I'm right now, right now you're being a real Veruca Salt. Oh, okay, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> but anyways, Me yeah. And my squirrels. That's from the new one. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Credits roll. We get a bunch of just uh, B-roll footage of just like chocolate being made in a factory. Um, we meet Charlie Beckett. Or Bucket. Is it Bucket? Bucket? Charlie Bucket? Bucket. Yeah. Barlet. Yeah, uh, all the kids roll into the Too little. Too soon, uh, man! All the kids roll into the the uh, candy shop, and uh, a gentleman sings a song about how the candy man can. Yeah, it's just a magic little pervert. He so. is a definitely. There's something about him. I mean, no disrespect to the actor, but yes, he definitely. It's his hair. It's a haircut. It's something, the haircut. yeah, yeah. like a little pervy vibes. Absolutely. I think that was just. Elton, did you know that they wrote all the music before the script? So the script had to be written around all the songs. That's why none of the songs make any sense. Oh, that kicks ass. I love all the songs in this movie. I all think right. They're fun. I think some are and some are not. Okay, well. Um, and then we see Mr. Bucket, and he's in the window. And you're thinking, why isn't he in there with all of his friends? Because he's working. He's got to go deliver paper because he's got to make money for his family. Oh, I also forgot this movie was a musical as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, he rolls out. He uh, tosses, uh, you know, the he's a little, being a little paper boy. He comes home. He's got his cash. He tells Grandpa Joe, hey, I'm going to pay for your tobacco from now on. Grandpa Joe, not the best person in this movie. Reminds me of my grandfather, though. It's kind of, it's kind of fun. What a baller-ass movie. He's fun, yeah. <laughs> he is fun. He's fun. Old people just bedridden for 20 years. Yeah. Disgusting. I hate Very, thinking I, about I, it. I can, I, I, even as a child, I could never escape just where does pee and poop go. Yeah. I just constantly am thinking about that. Well... Did you like sleep in head to toe with your uh, siblings and cousins as a kid? I'm sure you had to do it. I had to do it. Yeah, there was no, something. There, there's always something yeah. about the the movie that made it look like a good time. Oh no, I I disagree completely. I feel like the movie made it look like a good time. They're cozy. You're downwind though. I'd rather all You're be lined up all shoulder that cheese, to shoulder. Yeah, yeah, all that toe cheese. It's all there. Also, You're telling me you don't want to climb up in that bed? No. no. Every Never. time Charlie was near it, I was like, bro, get away. You're going to get sick. <laughs> nuclear site. Also, is one California king bed to put four old people in cheaper than four twin beds? Do that. That's more humane. Yeah. Hmm. 
a lot of things happen. Then we meet the teacher. I love the science, science teacher. Science teacher's great. Yeah, he does this whole bit where he's like, uh, all right, we're going to mix together this chloroform and the fucking sodium nitrate or whatever and my Professor X serum. Uh, do you know how much of this stuff we got to put in here? And Charlie's like, no. And he's like, of course you don't because if you knew that and I didn't, then you'd be the teacher and I'd be the student or whatever. And to teach your teacher is just not good or whatever. Anyways, let's go. Boom. Um, but eventually it's announced... Well, before we get there, Charlie also at one night, I don't know if it's after his paper route or school or whatever, but he walks by the Dwanka factory. He thinks about it. He goes home. He talks to Grandpa Joe. And oh, he's Grandpa at the Joe. factory and goes, huh? And then some weird old knife pervert comes oh, up and goes, I totally forgot. No that. one's ever come in. No one's ever gone out. And yeah, he rolls his blades. cart full of knives away. Butcher knives and, oh, really? and the machetes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Just some weird and when he goes home, old dude is yeah, just. Was there not any smoke that came out of the, the factory while he's looking at it at that point? What or happens is, is like, uh, yeah, smoke comes out. Because they production again. Okay. But the uh, right, right. the chimney says Wonka, and then one letter at a time, it lights up. Mm. Anyways, he goes home, he talks to Joe about it, and Joe's like, yep, 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 that's exactly what happened, because Slugworth, and he was sending the spies in there, and so Wonka decided to shut it all down, and nobody's been in there in forever, yada, yada, yada. And then, boom, uh, they were back in class or whatever. And uh, the the teacher says something to the effect of, uh, class, uh, the tests we take on Friday after we've learned everything for the week are now going to be had on Monday before we've had the time to learn anything or whatever. But since today's Tuesday, none of that matters. Anyways, and then there's a bunch of racket outside, and he's like, what the hell is going on outside? And some kid's like, ah, Wonka hit five golden tickets in the candy bars. And he's like, that's crazy. You're pulling my leg. And he's like, no, it's true. It's on the uh, news. There's five of them. And everybody who you know, finds one, they get to go to the factory. Anyways. The whole world goes bananas. There's all kinds of little jokes. I love all of them. With the, there's the grizzled detective who's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> the ransomers yeah. are on the line, uh, and she, he's like, uh, ma'am, it's your husband or queso your Wonka bars or whatever. And she's quiet. And he's like, ma'am, didn't you hear me? It's your husband's life or it's the Wonka bars. She goes, give me some time to think. Why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> That's like an old like vaudeville joke i can't remember yeah. who it is but it's great it's like yeah you tell me all the time so, i'm yeah. thinking i'm yeah. thinking your money or your life yeah yeah i'm thinking um yeah i wrote down one of the news reporters at this point says it's one of in one of the countless billions of wonka bars if you say it's billions it's not countless go on <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is interesting that is uh, later on uh charlie's uh, mom says there's a hundred billion people in this world nope nope not close just the, not other, close. Just the other day it hit eight billion yeah Anyways, um, Charlie immediately, uh, just the, this is a movie kind of like A New Hope. Just like The Wizard of Oz? No, no, hang on. Uh, not even that one. This is a movie like, uh, almost, uh, 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 this is a movie like some of the Star Wars movies. Some of them literally just bring it to your mind just because of the, just like, it has the essence of, yeah, things are bad, but, um... You know, there's hope out there. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go on a limb. It's very specifically The Last Jedi. Preach, brother. The Last Jedi brings tears to my eye just because everything is so glum and gloom or whatever. But you know what? There's always just hope. Yeah. That's Anyways, the point of the movie. That's the thing with the, the Willy Wonka that gets me is like Charlie Bucket and his whole arc. Just that idea of like how bad he wants it, but not in like a delusional way. Totally. Like he has... Yeah seems like just a grounded thing where he's like that would be amazing and i would love to have that he's not like grandpa joe who is like oh it's in yeah. this one. Oh, charlie for sure it's in this one yeah um and there's just a bunch of you know misadventures of him like buying one and it's not in there he finds a quarter in the sewer he buys one it's not in there no it isn't that one. Oh, is that the one 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Grandpa Joe takes the tobacco money that he gave him, and late at night they open one to see if it's in there. It's not get in one there. For his, they get him one for his birthday. Yeah, they get him one for his birthday, all that kind of stuff. Um, and throughout that whole thing, there's also all these little vignettes of like the kids finding them. You get Veruca Salt, and she calls a room full of women working double time twats because they haven't found one yet. She calls her dad a twat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell them to work harder, you twat. Yeah. And uh, there's Mike TV, and there's the whole thing about how, like, they're trying to talk to me. He's like, can't you talk to me when there's a fucking commercial? And she's like, he's always like this. I serve all of his TV dinners here. He's not going to talk to you until the program goes off. He's never been at the kitchen table. Yeah. Um, we meet Violet Beauregard or whatever, and her dad with a, hi, I'm Sam Autos. Remember, if you shop at Auto S, it's going to, you know, with her. Mike E is a guarantee, and all that. He's fast talking. Great stuff. Augustus Gloom is eating. They oh, go to I love his you. dad and he bites off the microphone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh, this is probably what surprised me the most about this movie is yeah. how much I love each of their kids and their parents. Each yeah. of these kids and their parents. They're yeah. like. I assume they'd be like ah whatever character. They're like characters in a slasher movie that just get yeah. killed or get taught the lesson at the Walker factory. But no, I like every single one of these kids. Yeah. And their parents. Also, I love that every married couple's name is like. Henry and Henrietta. Exactly. Yeah. That's so good. Mm-hmm. I, 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 something that lives in my head rent free is definitely when they're like, Augustus, Augustus, how does it feel to have won a golden ticket? And he's like, hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. Also, I had no recollection of Slugworth at all. In oh, this movie. yeah. Yeah. He shows up in every, with, for every kid and he whispers something in their ear. I, my, one of my favorites is, I think it's, I can't remember which kid it is, but he has a microphone and he keeps doing it's, these like, it's Mike TV. Yeah. His like his physical acting, just putting the microphone yeah, between person and he's person, doing a is bit. so funny. Yeah, like he's like comedically like giving the microphone to everybody as they talk, in the background while ever all the other you, you know what I mean. Like he's in a corner of the of the screen doing that while all mm. the other media people are listening in on like a you know like Augustus whoever it is or Mike TV. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? And the whole time he's just straight face deadpan, just like, mm. hilarious. Wish I would have seen it. Yeah. Charlie's mom uh, boils clothes overnight. That's what she does. Um, and then Charlie sings a song that, in my opinion, is uh, incoherent. Uh, no, his mom I sings don't the like song. It. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I thought you said Charlie sings No, 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 but his mom sings the song. Yeah. Mm. His that's mom what I said. sings the song. Anyways. No, 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 you said that... Charlie sings the song at this part. So anyways, she says, no one can cheer you up besides me and Uncle Joe or something like that. And it's just like, what? What are you talking about? When? When did that happen? Also, he's your grandfather. Yeah. But anyways, whatever. Yeah, it's it's the biggest example of songs written before the movie. Yeah. Didn't need to be in the movie, guys. Yeah. You could have just let this one go. Mm. But he walks home all sad. Yeah. But she talks about like, uh, you know, like, uh, cheer up, Charlie, yada, yada, yada. Here's something else I want to talk about. Up until this point, Willy Wonka ends in a slightly different place. But up until this point, Willy Wonka and uh, Wizard of Oz have a very similar message because the whole point of Wizard of Oz is um, grass is always greener on the other side. Don't even leave your your house. Just stay with your family because it's you're you're throwing away a great thing. Don't go anywhere. Stay where you are. I mean, I guess in a sense with Glenda being like you had to go to learn, they're basically the message is more so like yeah, you can go and try to move to Seattle, but you're gonna realize it's not great, and you're gonna come home because you're gonna miss home. Um, but anyways, uh, was pointed. similarly, uh, the Wizard of Oz one or the, the Willy Wonka one is like uh, is like uh, the whole time they keep trying to tell Charlie like hey, we're losers and you, you just kind of gotta make peace with that and be happy with that kind of a thing, you know what I mean? But he finds a golden ticket. He's like, I don't like my life. I got this candy pervert. I got this knife pervert following me around. And then he gets into the chocolate factory and goes, oh, no. The this is the mega. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> foremost pervert identified. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, eventually we get to the point where uh, Charlie finds the golden ticket. I think this is shot great. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it shows inserts of him like slowly opening it. And even when he peels it back the first time, all you see is the chocolate and he has to pull it a little bit more and then you see that little bit of gold and you're mm. like, oh my God, you know? Yeah, and there's so much like, like run, Charlie, run all the way home. And th by this point in the movie, yeah, I want chocolate so bad. <laughs> like that never happens to me. Yeah. I'm never like, God, I want some cake right now. But watching so many people open so many bars of chocolate, I'm yeah. like, chocolate would be dope right now, if yeah. I'm being honest. And by this point in the movie, everyone's opening chocolate and they're going, and just throwing it. I'm like, I want that chocolate, man. Give me that chocolate. But uh, in the same way, you know Joe Parra. You've seen Joe Parra, right? Joe Parra talks with you. They have that one episode where he hears uh, Baba O'Reilly for the first time and like just can so accurately relate to the first time I heard that song. I was like, oh, this is different. I'm different now. Like seeing Charlie open up that chocolate and just yeah. like, you know, knowing that he's poor, you're just like, oh, yeah. I know how much this means to him and mm -hmm. like even just this chocolate on its own yeah. is so good and like I am salivating like you just said Nick. Yeah. Yeah. over this chocolate before Charlie oh yeah he opens it and he goes out here in the fields I fought for my meals <laughs> I put my but back in that's 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 something I forgot to mention about the the boiling the water thing is the um the whole reason why he stops by is he's like, the third ticket got found today. I just thought you'd like to know that. Oh, yeah. And he's like, out. I'm going or whatever. And she's like, what? That's all you came for? And she's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. It's just a lot of people are interested in that. I figured you'd be interested in it. I know I'm interested in it. Sad. It's very sad. I teared I up. keep thinking about it when she, about her boiling the clothes. Yeah. Uh, I just want to bring up, we will get to it later, but I just want to make sure we don't skip over it. Maybe my favorite joke in this movie, where they're in his secret lab, Willy Wonka's secret lab later. And he's like, he like puts his finger in like one of the, the vats. He serves it and he puts his finger in it. He goes, ooh. And they go, what, hot? He goes, no, too cold. And just starts shoving winter jackets yeah. into it. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, but he goes home. He's got the golden ticket. At this point, uh, there was a fifth found, but it turned out to be a fraud. Mm. So when he gets home, the whole family is like, you're pulling my leg. And he's like, no, I'm not. On the news today, they talked about how the guy from Columbia, it was a fraud or whatever. This is the one. This is the one. They read it, and it's like, you are cordially invited the 1st of October. And the mom goes, well, that's tomorrow. When he finds it and gets swarmed, I get so nervous. Yeah, I know. About it's like, people they would 100% like, well, grip like it from him. Savages. They yeah. would grip Especially it when there's him. a knife man walking around yeah. with <laughs> knives for sale. Come around over here. any corner, knife <laughs> going could to be there. stab you. <laughs> Um, I told you no one goes in there. <laughs> and then Grandpa Grandpa Joe gets out of bed. Oh, he also gets pretty. stopped by Slugworth. Oh, yeah, he does get stopped by, stopped by Slugworth. Love that Slugworth is just somehow there every time. It gives another air of, like, the Gandalf thing. Like, it was almost orchestrated, because later on we find out that Slugworth is actually not a real person. That's someone hired by Wonka. He works for that's Wonka. Um, so, yeah, just the fact that, like, I mean, like, even the, 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 the Charlie one is, uh, is a great example. Mm -hmm. How would he be right there on Charlie's way home already there hmm. you know what I'm saying Are you, do like, you think yeah do you think um, William that's what I'm saying I think that's what I'm saying that's okay. what I'm saying yeah mm. I mean how else do you explain Slugworth being right there every time someone finds it you know what I'm saying okay. so do you think that the moral of the story is never be too predictable or always be too predictable because then a chocolate man will give you all your wants and desires <laughs> I would like that Mm. I have always said that I wanted to be someone's young ward, but at this point I'm 26, so it's kind of running out of time you to be, be someone's like, young ward. I guess so. Just you need to find an older person. Need to find someone with a chocolate factory, bro. Mm. I can make chocolate. I can get into it. 
for you, Chris, I'd do that. You need cash. <laughs> you need a good thermometer. Okay, well. But anyways, they show up, and the scene, uh, one of the most famous scenes from the movie, apparently it was Gene Wilder's stipulation, where he's like, I get to do this scene. <laughs> and which is great, because it does, it just reeks of Gene Wilder. Like, he wrote uh, Young Frankenstein, yeah. all the jokes in there. It's very tonally similar to the bit he does here. Everybody's gathered around the gates, and all the media, and all that kind of stuff. And there's a red carpet, and uh, Gene Wilder just kind of uh, stumbles out, and he's very limp. He's very walking hard for down. Him to walk down the stairs and shit. Yeah, with his, with, his, with his little cane, and then his cane gets stuck in a crack, and he does like a comedic thing where he's grabbing for the cane, but the cane's gone, and then he does like a Pratt fall. And I will his... reenact it now. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, so he did that. Yeah. And uh, everybody claps and applauds. Uh, Gene Wilder's reasoning was, because from that moment on, no one will trust a single thing I say or do. <laughs> I don't it's great. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, you, you said it earlier, and it put kind of put it into perspective for me. Yeah, you're right. The second half of this movie, which also, it's insane that you don't see Willy Wonka until 50 literally minutes. <laughs> halfway through this movie. Yeah. Um, the rest of this is, yeah, just kind of weird vignettes through the factory. But it doesn't matter because Gene Wilder is so good every single second he's on screen in this movie. Yeah, he's definitely my Mount Rushmore of actors for oh, me. Oh, for yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Worship the ground he walks God, on. he's so good. Mm. He's so good. Need to see more movies. Can we do The Producers next? <laughs> yes, I would love to watch cool. The Producers. I really, really wanted to do Rudy. That's another Thanksgiving time movie for me that I totally like forgot Like the football about. movie? Yeah. Watched that in health class once. Watched it a lot, yeah. Do you want to it's, do The Winter of Wilder? We just watch Gene Wilder movies for the next sure. couple of months. Um, we but record the podcast outside only on windy days. <sighs> just to give you a really quick a uh, a uh, uh, a little 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 sneak preview. I, I genuinely like Rudy. It's it's one of those things like the Charlie Bucket where he's like not good at football, but he just right. like works so hard he ends up, up as like a bench warmer, mm-hmm. and he gets called into the big game kind of a thing, and he pulls it out of the. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, you ever seen Radio? Good. No. Cooper Gooding Jr. plays yeah. Radio. Yeah. He's a mentally challenged man who wants to play football, I think. Yeah. I think it's a serious version of Waterboy, if I'm being honest. Okay. Um, I don't remember a lot of it. I just remember at one point the bullies, like, tie him up and throw him in a shed. And then just start pelting the side of the shed with footballs. And, like, someone goes to get him out of there and he's just sobbing. And it made me cry as a kid. That's all I remember about radio. Hey. Mm. Hey, character on radio. That's why they call him radio. Remember the Titans. Mm. We get in there, and it's just bananas. From here on out, it's bananas. Uh, first thing is the Wonka's like, you guys have to sign this contract. They're just on the wall. On the wall. I Huge just, contract. It's crazy, 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 crazy. Crazy small, small yes. Um, and I love that from this point on, nobody wants to be here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially yeah. all my parents are like, I'd like to go home. Yeah, they sign it. Uh, parents are not with it, but the kids are like, we are not just not going to go into Wonka's factory. We are signing this. They go into the uh, the elevator, and he keeps feeling around, and he's like, there's a door somewhere. And then he's like, ah, right here. And they're like, Wonka, you madman, that's the door we came in. There's no way. He's like, huh, that's so strange because... And he opens it up, and there's <laughs> what looks like a long hallway with a bunch of doors. And he walks over there, and uh, they're like, the room's getting smaller. And he's like, no, he's getting bigger or whatever. And, and uh, he goes to like open the door, and he's like, what you are about to see is going to shock and whatever the fuck. He opens Opens the door. Shock and amaze you. Whammo. It's 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 the the main room. Uh, it looks like a fucking brewery 
that they kind of turned into like a fantastical candy land. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the lazy it. river. Yes, uh, we mm-hmm. discussed it earlier. Nick and I. He was like, it looks a little shitty, and I was like, yeah, but that kind of adds to it because to me, it almost feels like plausible eccentric candy place. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it looks like a a re like it looks like. Like, he's been doing this this whole time while he's been gone just to kind of have this thing happen. Yeah. Like, like it, it like, never was like this before, and now yeah. he's just like, ah, I but, really need to wow the kids. <laughs> yeah, but another thing to, like, point out is, like, like when you go to uh, the one in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Tim Burton's one, it looks like another world or something. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like something that could actually exist. Mm-hmm. But Charlie, but, like, Willy Wonka's does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It looks believable. It, it does look like fucking, like, Duff Brewery. Or, you know, it, it looks... I, I, this part where they're all, like, eating everything. Look, there's a part where Ms. Salt breaks something open and she's, like, shoveling fudge out of it. And yeah. Like, there's that mushroom that has, like, whatever the white Cream. dots. And the mm. she, I c- cannot... I want to eat it all. ...ever imagine, even if I'm you in this magical... gloop. Even if I'm in this magical pervert's chocolate land... Never would I be able to, in front of other people, shovel fudge into my mouth with my bare hands. Yeah, I'd be like, Mr. Hawk, I need a spoon. Every time we, every time someone does that in this movie, I'm like, that's disgusting. You're a bunch of candy animals. Cannibals. Willy Wonka does a great bit in the stairs where he keeps taking one step back before taking oh, three. Love it. Yeah. Anyways, and he's also very funny. Gloop starts drinking out of the candy river or whatever. Yep. Um, not too long after Wonka explains, he's like, this is the only factory in the world that mixes chocolate through a waterfall it gets just right it's mixing my chocolate while it goes that kind of a thing he starts contaminating he's like no you you're gonna ruin that throw this whole batch out you can't contaminate it this chocolate is to never to be touched by human hands kind of a thing then gloop falls in and uh, i do love uh when she's like you gotta do something he's like help police fire it's funny he does that a lot <laughs> i also love i think it happens like a couple seconds before this but he does it constantly. Every time someone asks him a question, he goes, oh, all questions must be submitted in writing. Or someone else yeah. asks him one later. Hold he goes, it to the end, yeah. He goes, uh, I can't really hear out of this. Oh, I'm a so trifle anyway, deaf. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do love he's eating something and he Augustus gets stuck in the tube. And he goes, the suspense is terrible. I hope it lasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we also barreled past his song. Gene Wilder does an R.I. job. It's pretty good, you know. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, come, come with, with me, me and you'll be... In a world of pure imagination. Um, but yes, uh, and then, you know, he's stuck in the tube, and they're like, oh my god, you know, he's gonna whatever, and and uh, and Uncle Joe says something pretty funny. He's like, Charlie, remember when you asked me how a gun works? Pay attention to this. <laughs> <laughs> he, he shoots out because the pressure gets too good, or whatever, yada, 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 and he's like, well, where is he going? And he, you know, he goes like, and calls over a um, you know, an Oompa Loompa. And the oh, Oompa yeah, because Loompa. right before the summer went, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. just oh, like, and he gives this elaborate story about this land and how they were getting killed by snozbringers and heretic vile eaters or whatever. And, and he's like, so I brought them all here to live and work for me or whatever. Slavery. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, he yeah. says that uh, the little boy got brought to somewhere and he has the Oompa Loompa take the mama to go to the baby. We never see the babies ever again. Yeah. Mr. Gloop is that's, gone. That's that's why the Tim Burton one's better. You see them all coming out at the end because you know they're alive. <laughs> um, but they they carry on. Is this is where they get in the boat? I believe they get in the boat. And the boat, it, the, the little girl says, what is this, some kind of freak out? And that's kind of exactly what it is. It's just a... And he's like, there's just no way to know where we are going, and the rowers won't stop rowing. You it's know. great. I love this part because... Something about going to hell, I think. But anyways. Because 
why would it's fun and eccentric like why would Willy Wonka do that yeah why would the people who made this movie do this? <laughs> like, why is this in this movie? It's yeah. so good. Um, there's uh, also, you get to see a projection of a chicken getting its head cut off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, you see an actual chicken get its head cut off in this movie. No fucking way. Yeah. yeah. Damn, repress that one. I'm a vegetarian now of seven years. Thanks, Gene Wilder. Yeah. Thanks, Gene. <laughs> Then they go to the ideas room, I think, the the invention room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. Uh, again, it's another thing where you can constantly just see, like, uh, uh, Gene nodding to the fact that he's put this all together. He's orchestrated this because he's testing them, right? Mm-hmm. He mentions he's like, everything in here is secret. You must tell nobody, yada, yada, yada. They go inside. There's all kinds of wonderful contraptions, you know, Dr. Seuss-esque things that are going, bonking, bonking, bonking. Yeah. He's but putting a, coats in cauldrons. Yeah, aside from all the onomatopoeia, this does remind me of the last room, though, where this is, just looks like a factory <laughs> with a bit of wacky stuff here and there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there's, like, a cauldron, and he, like, puts a couple of sneakers in there, and they go, what the hell does that do? And he's like, he gives it a little kick. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Hilarious. I don't, those are my two favorite jokes of the movie. They're so yeah. dumb. They're yeah. Oh, they're so good. I love good cloth-based humor. And we should mention that Slugworth is after the everlasting gobstopper. Yes, the machine which has a bunch of... Ba-boom, pink, ba-boom, boom, pink. Yes, but it's covered in a bunch of tarps so you can't see what's under it. Mm. But you still see all the pistons Blamp. and stuff moving. Blamp. It's oh, that's a good Blamp. one. That's really accurate, I feel like, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. And he's like, these are everlasting gobstoppers. You can suck and you can suck and nobody ever needs more than one because they last ever. And um, basically, this is the point where he's like, this is super secret. And if I give you one, you give it to nobody else. And, like, you can see kids crossing their fingers behind their back and mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, parents, anytime they get mad, they're like, come on, let's go get that Slugworth money and stuff. All kinds of stuff like that. Why would you want to give it to anybody else? This is, like, the perfect candy. Slugworth said, if you bring me one, I'll, I'll make your family rich. Right. Yeah. But, like, as a kid, <laughs> I'm stealing that candy for myself. If Ed and Nettie taught me anything, I'm sucking on that bad boy till I fucking die. That's what I was saying uh, before I knew Slugworth was a plant at the end. At the beginning, I was like, do you think Slugworth was pissed when he found out that all five people he has to blackmail are children? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the next room? Is it the goose room? Golden eggs? The... Well, because who do we have left? In the invention room, they go floating, right? Oh, shit. No, no, I think, do we barrel past the bit? Or maybe, no, no. I think one of the next things that happen is the, the, the like the, the like the Thanksgiving dinner gum. Right. Yes. She becomes yes. A blueberry. Yes. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. And he's Violet, it, the whole you're time. Turning Violet. Yeah. The whole time she's in, she's like, "Oh my god, cranberry sauce!" And oh my god, roast beef, or whatever. And he's like, "It always goes wrong with the desserts, or whatever." And uh, she starts turning blue, or whatever. And he's like, "I just don't know why. Every time we test it, it's always, always, always the dessert, or whatever." And they did they do the bit again where someone's like, "Wonka, help!" And he goes, "Help anybody?" Someone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically, he's like, he does the and calls uh, Oompa Loompa over, and he's like, take her over to the squishing room. And he's like, squishing room? And he's like, yeah, she's going to explode if we don't dejuice her or whatever. So we got to get them juices out of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll her roller into the dejuicing room. Certified pervert. And then the yeah. Oompa Loompa sing a song about how it's bad to chew gum. Yeah, it's which rude is to chew gum. Interesting, because like at first I was like, wild. The first one was about don't be a glutton. This next one was about don't chew gum because it's rude. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember being a kid and people like saying that chewing gum is being rude, to be rude and don't chew gum when you're talking to people and stuff mm-hmm. like it's like a hats inside kind of rule yeah weird 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 old, weird old, rule old, old. I, but i kind of agree with it to be honest really? with you yeah i've never it, been bothered like by someone it leads down. to a lot more like smacking when they're talking to me so. like, well yeah if you're a dumb asshole yeah that's how <laughs> right. you chew gum but <laughs> right 
Okay, so what kids do we have left? We have Mike TV. That happens soon. I think we next. Have the bad egg is next. I think he's right. Yeah, we, we did fizzy get, lifting drink. They yeah, get fizzy lifted in, in the in the inventions room, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy that didn't see the movie with us is right. That's what happens next. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa Joe and uh, and Charlie uh, drink up the fizzy lifting drink. They float in the air and they almost get chopped up by the fan, but then they realize, oh God, all we got to do is burp, and they burp and they come down. Such a um, slow moving fan. Yeah. Worried over nothing. Would not get a chop. Mm-hmm. Plus, there was a bit they could definitely hold on to. They do mm. hold on to for they a second. They really do, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is another scene that reminds me of Wizard of Oz because they just start going, Help! Help! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Wonka! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, then they, yeah, they, they mouth fart their way out of there. They do, they do. And they, they join the rest of the, the, the group, and the group are looking at the golden eggs. Yeah, good yeah. egg, bad egg. Good egg, bad egg. They're they're mega geese. They're huge. And he says, uh, "We're having them work double time for Easter." And he's like, "Hey, but it's not Easter." He's like, Shh. "The geese don't know that. We're trying to get it for next year." <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, Veruca does. It's a good song. I like it, but it's also like a little issue. She's like, "I want it now." Yeah, the song is about how she wants a party. She wants yeah. to have a party, and again, yeah. it's like this does not fit the scene. Yeah, she steps on the thing, she falls down because she's because she's egg. a bad egg. The deems her a bad egg, and then the dad gets up there and is yeah. the bad egg too. Because he does that thing where he's like, uh, he says like, "Oh, it's the garbage chute. She's getting shot in the garbage." He's like, "Oh, it's the garbage chute," and he's like, "Veruca, please," and goes with her, or whatever. And then. Um, Willy Wonka says awful lot of garbage today <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just him and Mike TV left correct uh, yeah I believe so they um, go to... but we also are blazing past uh, Uncle Joe being a savage he says something to the effect of well Mr. Beauregard finally got what he wanted or Mr. Sull or whatever uh, you know his daughter came first or something like that or you know what I mean oh his daughter went first went first yeah, yeah. um also, something I think is very funny to point out, I've, I've seen this point uh, uh, made uh, elsewhere before. There are a lot of shots in this movie where you can very clearly see that uh, Grandpa Joe has Coke nails. <laughs> <laughs> you, and you know his pinkies. You brought it up earlier. You said this is a spry 85-year-old man. Oh, yeah, yeah. He dances a it's lot. The it's the yeah, cocaine. You're right. It's the cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's connected. Um, is this where they go to that Wonka car? Uh, like, yes. I, this... It's not my favorite joke. It's maybe my favorite bit in this movie. Yeah. They get on his car. It moves the length of the room. Yeah. That's it. And he gets on. He's like, let's really push it into overdrive. Yeah. And he does it. And it's so loud. And it's shooting shit everywhere. It's splashing. Yeah. It's this is splashing. This has yeah. got to be a. This it's, is this has got to be the start of the splashing ooh, fetish. It's nice. It's the way. Because she's going to podcast. Well, she literally is saying, like, the mom of my TV is like, oh my god, it's in my hair. It's on my face. Oh my god, it's everywhere. And the whole time I'm like. This has got to be... Wham, yeah. Yeah, this has got to be wham. Mm. This has got to be wham. Um, But I love that that the machine's going. It's all so loud. And Gene Wilder starts a song that you cannot hear because the machine's so loud. (laughs) And then, yeah, they get to the end of that and they get into the... Wonka Vision Room. Wonka Vision Room. Mm. Yeah, Mike TV keeps going, oh, it's television. He's like, Wonka Vision. I like that he keeps doing that. Like, there are multiple bits throughout the thing where, like, uh, he'll be like, oh, this is Wonka Pie. And he's like, oh, my God, it tastes like apple pie. He's like, Wonka Pie. Whatever it is. Like, I'm I'm making that one up, but it happens multiple times. I love Like, the elevator. He's like, oh, my God, that's an elevator. He's like, Wonka Vader. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I love that they put the the white suits on. Mm-hmm. They like cover their heads and stuff. And Willy Wonka has his hat on over the yeah. suit. Good, good, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, he's invented his contraption. It teleports things through television, but they come out smaller. So he's got a giant candy bar, so that it comes out normal size when it's on the other side. Mm-hmm. Charlie gets to taste it. He's like, "This tastes perfect." Whatever. Mike TV 
sucker for television. He's like, I want to do it. I want to be the first man who's ever been teleported by TV. Or whatever. He runs mm-hmm. over there, hits the button, and he gets transported on the TV. He's all tiny and stuff. And he's like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His mom picks him up, puts him in the purse. Wonka goes, no, I don't think he has to because the, the, the Oompa Loompas are yeah. there. And he's like, go take him to the stretching room. Kids are elastic. We'll just stretch him out. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite jokes in this is the the, stretcher, right? yeah. when, when he's explaining this, what he wants the, the what he wants done to the Oompa Loompa. The Oompa Loompa goes, and uh, he does a little finger, like, come here thing with his hand. And uh, Wonka puts his ear to the Oompa Loompa's uh, mouth for a second. And then he turns to the Oompa Loompa and he goes, oh, no, no, you won't get blamed for this. <laughs> 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 so good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so now there's one. There's one kid left, Charlie Bucket. Yeah, yeah, I, I do really like this next yeah. part. And uh, basically, he's like, "All right, show's over. Go home." And they're like, "What?" And they go into his office. Love the gag that everything in his office is he's half. He's half, got yeah. half a desk, half a safe. Half the wall is wallpapered, but not in the way you'd think. It's just one stripe, no stripe, one stripe, no stripe. Mm-hmm. Great. And uh, Uncle Joe goes in. He's like, what about the lifetime uh, supply or whatever? He's like, he's like, he's like, uh, you know, no, you, you, you don't get it. You, you, good day, sir, or whatever. And he's like, what? You're a dirty, stinking, rotten man. You're not going to give your... He's like, didn't you hear me? You get nothing. You lose. I said good day, sir, or whatever. You broke all the rules. <laughs> yeah. You lose. Yeah, and he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, no, no rules. You didn't break any rules. He's like, you took fizzy lifting drink. It was in the contract right here. E pluribus unum yonum. I'm going to do like all the Latin and stuff like that. He's like, you lose. You get nothing. Good day, sir. You know? Mm-hmm. And Joe goes, come on, Charlie. Let's go get some of Slugworth's money or whatever. But Charlie stays in the doorway. And he goes over to Wonka, and he's like, here you go, Mr. Wonka. And he puts the uh, Everlasting Gobstopper on his table, brings a tear to my little eye, and he walks out. And he's like, Charlie, my dear boy, I knew it was you. I knew it was you the whole time. And they hug and stuff. And, and that's uh, why they call him Charlie Bucket. Yeah. Because he's always leaving shit behind. Oh. And he uh, he goes, uh, he says something that he's said once or twice before in the movie. He's like, oh, my God, there's so little to do and so much time. Wait. Strike that. Reverse it or whatever. And uh, they're like, what are you talking about? He's like, come on, come on, there's so much to do. And he's like, we gotta go on the Wonka Vader. They go into the Wonka Vader. And he's like, I've pressed every button in this thing. He's like, it's not like an elevator. Elevator only goes up and down. This one goes left, right, slant ways, all kinds of ways, whatever, long ways. He's like, there's one button I haven't pressed in here, right here. Go ahead and press it, Charlie. And they blow through the ceiling. But he's like, oh, I hope we can get it on a speed to be able to get out of here. And, and Grandpa Joe's like, there's glass up there. We're going to get it ripped to shreds. And he's like, probably, or whatever. And then they break <laughs> through. And then they're flying over. And he's like, oh, my God, look, there's my house. And he's like, there's my school. And he's like, Charlie, I put this whole thing together. Oh, yeah, I forgot they showed Slugworth earlier. And he's like, nah, this is Alan. He works for me. That was a bit. I was doing a bit. And uh, he's in the elevator. And he's like, Charlie, oh, guess yes. what? I can't be a candy maker forever. And uh, I needed some uh, kid that was pure of heart to take it over to so the Charlie factory. The whole thing's yours. Grandpa Joe can move in. Your whole family can move in. You are. It's your chocolate factory now. Credits. Credits. Mm. Overall, the town. I love that they show the credits while they're floating over town. Yeah. Right? Yeah, fun. Anything I blazed over that you want to touch back on, either of you? Double back? Uh, me? No. Um, I was just looking up, though, while you were talking. Because I remember they're not anymore. But you remember Nerds used to be Wonka candy? Mm-hmm. I looked it up. Nestle candy used mm-hmm. to be Willy Wonka. Yeah. Like that's the brand name. And they started naming it after the book. Mm-hmm. And then this movie was made and financed by the Quaker Oats Company that owned 
Willy Wonka because yeah. they were like, we got to promote our new Wonka bars. Let's make it a movie. Yeah. And they somehow got Gene Wilder and made one of the most. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like the Lego movie. It outlasted. It's not called the Wonka Candy Factory. Anymore. Yeah. Or Wonka Candy Company anymore. It's called yeah. uh, probably Nestle. Um, but that's wild. Hmm. It's wild. It's even wilder than I could have imagined. That's interesting. Closing thoughts for me, and then you guys can go. I'm going to go first. I'm going to cut in line. Um, yeah, another magical movie. Uh, makes me cry. Um, makes me feel like there's hope. Um, and yeah, it holds up. I mean, these are two movies that hold up crazy well for oh, yeah. how long ago they were made. Oh, yeah. These are timeless classics. Um, perfect. Uh, I think that something that's fun because this when when did this movie come out in the seventies or the eighties? Seventy one. So I think that when this movie and when uh, the Wizard of Oz came out, I think it's really interesting that it was kind of culturally more well known how shitty life was for the people at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Cabbage Water. That was kind of like like looking back, I have no frame of reference for what eating cabbage water for weeks is but like people used to have to do that i that's even not the same that's even that's ramen noodles kicks ass compared to cabbage water you know people used to have to like boil their fucking leather shoes and make that last two months you know and like a lot of people had a touchstone for that and like nowadays we don't yeah i wonder if that's because like in the early days of hollywood and stuff like that that genuinely was the time where you could just pack up your suitcase and go to hollywood and be like i want a job but nowadays like those people had kids and then those kids had kids and so now it's like a family business thing where like you're just in it since it's a little bit harder to break in and since it's a little bit harder to break in you don't have as many people who have like a touchstone with what that is like you know what i'm saying right well i'm i guess what i'm saying is just that there's it's more it's interesting to look back and see that you know in the beginning of the wizard of oz it's just kind of brushed over you know she's like ah well i have to do a million things and like you know back in the day if you were watching this movie you're like oh yeah i can relate to that my dad had to work a lot on the farm for us to eat one noodle a month you know and like in the same way you know my uncle had to work a lot so that way we could you know eat fucking cabbage water and like nowadays we're pampered so uh fuck you guys you liberals (laughs) uh these movies are great and (laughs) i haven't seen this one in a long time i'd really like to rewatch it soon I was just saying it reminds me of like how like a lot of like movies these days that try to be like shall be little relatable comedies or ever always like I'm a tech developer and it's yeah. like I know zero tech developers. <laughs> um, we talk about that on the podcast from time to time, like how like people just used to be like, oh, I work at a gas station in a movie, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and nowadays yeah. it's like always something crazy, like oh, I designed an app. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Yeah, because I feel like the the maybe the thinking was like, ah, we've seen so many movies about people working in gas stations, and now it's like, well, now I think I've seen arguably more movies about tech developers. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the first week since we've started doing this that I let Chris pick both movies. He just was like, ah, maybe this or this, and I went, sure, let's just do both of them. I'm not going to start doing that more. Uh, I liked both of these movies way more than I thought I was going. Less to. Less work were. for Nick. Less work for Nick. Um, yeah, Willy Wonka. Um... Oh. A plus for me. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm going to give it an A minus because I was going to, but then Chris interrupted me and I know he likes this movie. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, this movie's great. Jim Wilder's great. He should be in every movie. Rest in peace. Um, um, I'm going to give it an A plus. I'm not going to grade it quite yet because I haven't seen it in a while and it's way funnier than uh, I remember it being. So the last time I saw it, I was like 12. So fair. And you know what? That was a test and you passed. Elton, you get the podcast. Yes, it was mine since last week already. Woo! That's that mattress, man!
If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time... <laughs>